This has been a production of... How's it going, everyone? Welcome to the first Feast and Fresh podcast, where I'll be discussing how working out will positively impact the way you think and ultimately live. The topic for today's show is training the little things, the importance of training smaller muscle groups, and the impact in your sports performance. Creating a metaphor for the importance of the little things in life and how it has a positive impact on the way you live. I'm your host, Dylan Revley, and today I'm with Jack Martin. Jack, tell me about yourself a little bit. What's going on, everyone? I'm Jack Martin. Uh, I'm a freshman at Hood College, pitcher on the baseball team, and I live in Annandale, New Jersey. Uh, How long have you been playing baseball for? I've been playing baseball probably since I was three years old, so probably like probably like 15 years <laughs> nice nice uh do you think that your body is in good baseball shape um i would consider my body to be in good baseball shape but i always strive to get better and be in better baseball shape i guess you would say so what is the best baseball shape you can possibly be in um best baseball shape i mean like there's a lot of things i guess it varies between position but like me I'm a pitcher uh, best baseball shape my arm is healthy um, my endurance is good my stamina is strong I can run um, I need to be able to be my head also my mentality is straight uh, yeah just well rounded all around but I guess it varies from position to position okay so as a pitcher does it take a lot of discipline to be in the good shape that you're in um yeah it does but for me it's easy because i enjoy doing it i don't have to discipline myself as much as some other people might have to but i enjoy getting into baseball shape and doing all the exercises and everything so when you are training specifically for baseball in the weight room especially uh, what muscle groups do you tend to work on and ultimately what muscle groups end up becoming the most sore because of it? Um, so for pitching, your core has to be strong, your legs have to be strong, and your arms and back have to be strong. So basically everything. Um, the, most, the most sore I get in the weight room is probably my legs because as a pitcher you have to do a lot of running to uh, keep your stamina high and uh, for arm recovery as well. So after I throw, I have to run a decent amount and I'll be sore for a couple days after that. And um, my arms will get sore too, just cause like it's baseball, you're throwing a lot and yeah. So what do you do to treat your soreness? So like I said, running is a big one. Um, there's a lot of stretches you could do that our coaches have us do for pitchers. Um, I do a lot of bands for my arm just to get that lactic acid out. Um, eating is a good one. Make sure you have proper diet after you throw and stuff is pretty good. Making sure you're taking in a lot of protein and stuff so your muscles recover. Yeah. What about sleep? How important is sleep? Sleep, sleep is a big one. Um, you, your 
body can't recover unless you sleep. Um, also, it's not good to be tired out there on the field. You're trying to get all your stuff done. That makes it a lot harder. So you're a starting pitcher, correct? Yeah, I'm a starting pitcher. So how are the rest periods? Do you take a break every three days? Do you throw every day? What's that like? Um, I guess it really depends on my start, how many innings I throw. So like if it was a, if I went a good amount of distance, like say seven innings, probably shut my arm down um, for probably at least three days. And in the middle of those rest days, I'll long toss just to make sure my arm doesn't like, doesn't start to like get too, too loose or weak. Um, like the first day, or like right after I throw in a game, I'll go through my entire arm recovery uh, process, which is 10 pulls. A pull is uh, from foul pull to foul pull on a baseball field, so 10 of those, just to get the, the lactic acid out of my arm and my upper body. Um, then I'll go through my, my J bands just to like, stretch my arm out some more, make sure you get all the acid out. Um, I'll also do uh, medicine balls, they do the same thing. And then after that, the next day, I won't do anything with my arm, I'll shut it down completely. And then depending on how sore my arm is after that, I'll just keep resting my arm and not really, not picking up a baseball until I'm fully recovered. So it seems like it takes a lot to play up to your fullest potential in terms of pitching because you have to do all this stuff in between, you have to be resting, and obviously when it's time to throw, you have to be ready to go and ready to go if those seven innings are the whole game. Yeah, I mean, everyone's arm is different, especially mine. I had surgery my sophomore year of high school, so that's going to play a factor into my recovery process. But yeah, I guess it just depends on the person's arm and how much time they, they really need. So say if you were to break your recovery process or your rest period, what would happen there? So say if you came out one day throwing seven innings and then the next day you had to throw three innings, what happens there? What happens to your arm? So if that happened, my performance, like my performance ability would obviously go down. I wouldn't be able to throw as hard. Um, my arm would still be sore from the previous day um, yeah, I wouldn't be able to play up to my potential as good as I want. It would be painful. And yeah, it, it would not be good for really anyone, the team, me, my arm. Where is that play mentally? Would you just, would your arm just physically shut down because you don't want to push farther because you've already had surgery, you've already had multiple arm pain, uh, like periods in your life. So how would you describe that mental feeling where you say if your team had no other option like you had to push through where do you where do you go from there if I had to get it done for my team I guess I got to get it done and just push through it I mean when you're pitching there's always you're always going to have some amount of adrenaline helping you in your arm push through whatever you have to get through but if it meant getting a win and potentially not having to get another surgery then I would 
I would push through and get it done. When it comes to pitching, it seems like a lot of tedious work, a lot of small details that you have to focus on during your rest period. So how would you relate this back to your uh, like working out? When it comes to um, throwing the baseball, you have to work on your bands and like running. But when it comes to lifting, you said you got to work on your legs, you got to work on your back, you got to work on all these other muscles. So where do you incorporate that into your baseball lifestyle? Well, I mean, like training the little things, all like the small muscle groups makes everything else easier in terms of lifting. Um, just because you're used to having to do a lot of a lot of little stuff and not the most exciting stuff, so when you do get to train other stuff, it just makes it that much easier because you're used you're used to doing stuff. Not that you don't necessarily want to do it, but stuff that's just you have to do it. So yeah, so perfect. That's a perfect example. So going off of that, um, what else in life would you consider to be tedious? And uh, like for example, would it, would homework be considered tedious? Yeah. And like, just like what you said, work you have to work through that. It it may be annoying. It may not be fun at the time, but the homework you're getting through the homework is you're breaking a mental barrier. You're pushing through something that you don't like. And you are achieving the the success of the grade. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like stuff like that, homework, uh, working out. I feel like they're all the same in a sense. It's all they all have the same premise. You're trying to train yourself to trying to acclimate yourself to harder things. So for me personally, like accomplishing something that's harder, like get a better reward out of it, and like. So, like, I get my homework done, like, a couple days before it's due, and I manage my time good. I feel proud of myself. Same thing with, like, if I get all my baseball stuff done that I have to do for my arm recovery, I feel good about myself, too. So, I feel like two of those things, like, homework, that stuff like that, is stuff you have to do when it's training yourself to be better in the future for whatever you have to do next. Yeah, this goes back to discipline where you have to be able to uh, like prove that you are mentally and physically strong by say for example someone has a bad like eating problem they always eat bad and they can't, can't get out of that bad routine of eating and they just have to start eating good but when they eat, do start eating good they don't receive results so what is your thought process towards when you aren't receiving any results or any positive results how do you push through that and break that mental barrier of oh my god if I work on this I will not receive any positive impact um, I think when it comes to not seeing results it really like separates people who want what they're working for and people who don't want it um, but if you're not seeing results, you should really take a look at what you're doing, everything that you're doing, what your what your day consists of, and really analyze and sit down why you're not seeing results and see what you can do more of in order to get those results. But yeah, if you're not seeing results, it does not mean to stop doing whatever you're doing. You should try to accomplish whatever you're doing by any means possible, not, not giving up on whatever you're doing. It takes a lot 
but if you really want what you're trying to get to, it's worth it. Exactly. I think the most successful people, uh, especially the people that have good health, uh, are are the most disciplined people because they are they prove to themselves every single morning and every single day when they look themselves in the mirror that I am who I am because of the amount of food that I put in my body, the healthy food that I put in my body, the positive uh, information that I put in my brain, and I don't think any negative negative feelings so that is also another thing towards discipline because especially on the baseball field because as a batter if I go in to the to the box and I'm thinking oh my I just struck out last that bat I'm gonna strike out again no no no, you're gonna strike out again you're gonna do bad you're not gonna be a good baseball player that way and this this goes for any sport say you're a bad free throw shooter and you missed the past 37 free throw shots you've taken and you go up again. And you say, "Oh my God, I missed all these. I uh, missed all these shots. You're gonna miss again. So you gotta yeah. clear your mind, and you gotta go up to the plate or step on the mound, and have a new, fresh thought towards yeah, staying, whatever staying you're doing. Composed. Staying composed is a big, big thing with all sports. Yes. And I remember you talking about how you, whenever there's something that goes wrong, in your outing, your pitching outing. You stay, you're very good at staying composed. You want to explain that a little bit? Yeah, so like if I'm pitching in a game or something and I I give up a, a bomb or something like that, I I just want the ball back and get up to the next batter. I'm not I'm not worried about what just happened the last pitch and focus on the next one. Um, I mean, that, that translates to a lot of things in my life. If something bad happens, um, I don't really harp on it kind of just focus on like what I could do next to make the situation better or solve the situation I guess you could say but um, yeah baseball has taught me to do that pretty well in terms of everything else in my life yeah exactly so that but going off of that that's not only for just getting the ball back and going right into it you like that what's done is done so once that bomb is hit off of you or once you're you get a bad grade on a test what's done is done you have to move on from that and you have to become better from that and learn from that experience yeah so this stretches from the field to the gym to the kitchen and to someone's future career so when you talk about discipline or just forgetting about the the negative that came from an outing or came from a grade how how does that work in terms of bringing that to uh the gym so if you say if you fail a a pr how do you go about that mentally i mean me personally just makes me want to get it more like i don't like no one likes failing so Say if I go for like a 225 bench press and I fail it, I'm going to do everything I can possible to not fail it the next time. And if I fail it the next time, I'm going to repeat that process to make sure that I don't the next time. It all, like, every time you, you shouldn't really look at it as a fail. You should look at it as like a, okay, what do I need to do now in order to make myself better so I can achieve my goal and not keep failing. 
Yeah, and this goes beyond the the gym or in, in any sport. If you think about yourself in terms of a relationship where you mess up and you forget that it's your anniversary or you forget that it's your significant other's birthday, you forget a gift, you if you mess up, admit to it, and then bounce back from that. It's what's done is done, leave it in the past, and just keep moving forward. And this is the little things that we're talking about. When you forget about something or you mess up on something, there's no going back. So you got to train the little things and be train the little things in your mind and be positive towards those smaller attributes that you uh, put forth and truly become the person that you want to become. So, Jack, there's this quote that says, uh, the more discipline you become, the easier life gets. And that's by Steve Paulvina. What do you think about that quote? Um, to me, discipline also kind of means getting yourself into like a routine or a schedule. And once you have a routine to follow, like it does, it does get pretty easy. Um, and as long as you stay disciplined to that routine, it is pretty easy. So for people out there that are listening right now, how do they become more disciplined? How do they see a motivated person in the gym or a relationship that they really admire and say, I want that? How do they become that? I mean, it all starts with what they want. For me, it doesn't take a lot to get me motivated. I'm a pretty motivated person. It could really be anything that motivates someone, like seeing someone else's physique on social media, seeing someone's relationship. I mean, you should never really want to be like a, a version of someone else. You should try to be like the best version of yourself or be better than what that person was. Or, yeah, don't achieve something for someone else or to look like someone else. Try to Try to push, motivate yourself to be you or better you yes exactly the most important part of training the little things is trying to become the best version of yourself and uh with that you have to be consistent and you have to be able to know what your goals are and not what other people's goals are you have to understand that you are the person that is fighting for what you want and it's not anyone else so you can't expect anyone to want your dreams as much as you want your dreams because they're yours yeah you got to protect them and so staying persistent uh, that's how you that's how you succeed and just like what you said it's a routine whether it comes in the gym or in the kitchen or waking up every morning and telling your spouse how much you love them showing appreciation for strangers or anything of the sort like that that is how a routine happens and that is how you become the per the, the best version of yourself possible and that ultimately will uh, align with being successful and showing discipline that'll be all for today's episode thank you Jack for coming on the show no and thank you to everyone listening if you want to hear more about this topic, go to my Instagram, Feast and Fresh. As always, I'm your host, Dylan on Reveille. 
Have a good rest of the day. This has been a production of the Hood College Broadcasting Network.